At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. It's a great day to be in the house, to be focused on the Word of God. I encourage you to send in your testimonies like she mentioned so that we can read them. And, and I've heard of many testimonies that we haven't got yet. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't want to... If you don't want to read it, that's, that's your prerogative. But, but like she said, there's other people that will benefit from hearing the good things that have happened in your life as a result. Amen? So I encourage you to do that. We've been in a series the last few weeks entitled, What Next? What's Next? And, um, or what did we title it? Is it What's Next? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. What's Next? That's what I had written, but... I said, what next? And so, I've been telling you every Sunday that, um, I've been telling you how many days it's been since the resurrection. And today is 35 days since the 17th of April, which was Resurrection Sunday which represented the day that Jesus resurrected over 2000 was resurrected from the dead over 2000 years ago. And as we've read in Luke chapter 1 I want to read these three verses again, Luke chapter 1 and verse 1 through 3. The former account I made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his sufferings by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. What he was talking about was the advancement of the kingdom. Because he was leaving them and leaving them in charge. But for it to work the way it worked when he was there, they had to do it the way he did it. And the way he did it was he only did what Father said. He always heard what Father said, and he always did what Father said, and it always worked. And for it to work for them, they had to do it the way he did it. And... For 40 days he was on the earth with them, so today marks the 35th day after his resurrection. So he's still with them back in the day. For 35 days now he's been with them. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get them to remember everything he said. That's what he's trying to get us to do today. Every person, every person alive today was created in the image of God, and every person that is alive today was created to fulfill the plan of God in the earth. All of us were. No human being on planet earth was not created by God. And you have to spend time developing And making yourself aware of that all the time, I'm talking about every day, because if you don't, you can be talked out of it. 
but spending day after day after day reminding yourself you were created for Him and for His kingdom. He didn't He didn't stay for 40 days before he ascended upon high, you know, to just drink Kool-Aid and eat and talk about the last three and a half years like, well, it was a rough one and we made it through, guys, and it was really good and fist pump and all this kind of stuff. He was there to make sure that they believed what he said because it wasn't going to continue if they didn't. Last week we talked about And we read other scriptures, but this is the last verse we read last week. Um, Because the question I keep asking is, what's next? What, What was next for them? What's next for us? And I'll say it like this, what was next for them is the same thing that's next for us. And we've got to see it that way every day of our life. Last week we talked about, and and today we've sung about, and I gave you the word right at the beginning of the service about the name of Jesus. And the last verse we read last Sunday was Acts chapter 3 and verse 16 in the Passion Translation. And it was the story about the man at the gate beautiful who Peter and John were there and he was there for since his upbringing begging alms begging for money and as Peter and John passed him he's begging them and they said to him silver and gold we don't have we don't have silver and gold for you they 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 didn't say they didn't have silver and gold. They said they didn't have silver and gold for you. That's not what you need. But what we do have, we give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he grabbed his hand and he pulled him up and he began to walk. And the people of the day were astonished and going on and on and on about what Peter, this extraordinary power now that Peter and John had. And they humbly set the people straight. And they said to you, why why are you amazed at what we're doing? If you remember the story at the pool of Bethesda where Jesus healed the crippled man pretty much the same way other than grabbing him by the hand. What are Peter and John doing? They're doing what's next. (laughs) Continuing the kingdom on and continuing on doing as Jesus did. That's what's next for you and I. Everywhere you go, everywhere, everything that you do in life, it's about you being anointed and you understanding the authority that you have in the name of Jesus, that He has given to you, that you've inherited when you got born again. It's ours. It's been given to us. And I'm telling you today, and you need to meditate on that, you don't realize the authority that you have in the name of Jesus, like you need to know it. Thank God for what we know. That word that came out of my mouth just at the beginning of the service or before I got up here and started talking, that word 
I'm speaking it to myself. I'm declaring it over myself. I'm meditating on that myself because God's saying it to me as He's saying it to you. We've got to operate in that authority and not allow other things on the planet to be in a ruling place. The church was created to rule on planet Earth. The church of Jesus Christ. We are created to set the rules, to set the laws, to set everything. We were created for that. We obey the laws of the land. We flow with people as much as we can until it comes to being illegal, immoral, or something that goes against the truth. But we do all we can to be creative in how we can flow with authority, even if we don't agree with it. And in doing that, God gives us wisdom and understanding about how to be people in authority. Without being in rebellion to the natural authorities, God created us to be in authority in His kingdom in the earth. Not when we get to heaven. Heaven's already set. Heaven does not look like this mess down here. Did you hear me? The only reason this planet looks like it does is because He put us in charge. There's no sickness up there. There's no depression. There's no poverty. There's no lack. Anything that you've ever struggled with in your life, there's none of it there. So, This place isn't all there is. Amen. And, and he's, he's making a new one of these. <laughs> but we got to get good at acting like we're living in the new thing now. We got to get good at it. But there's two things that have got to be in place. It's all he talked about, these two things. He talked about the kingdom, and in the kingdom, he had three and a half years to drive these two points home. Number one, the authority in the name. And the second thing is what we're talking about today. And we read the verse of Scripture last week. We're going to read it again. It happened. Actually, I want to read in Acts 1, and and we read the first three verses. Now I want to start with verse 4. And it says... And being assembled together with them, Acts 1-4, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is, this is Luke's account of Jesus right at the end. Not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. You've been talking about this. What was it? The promise from the Father. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, so what is this about the promise of the Spirit? He just got through telling them what mattered, and what are they talking about? So when is it that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? You know what they were thinking of? 
All they're thinking about is, when are you going to deliver us from under the thumb of the Romans? They're still thinking that way. They're still looking for a guy coming in on a white horse and going to save them and, and going to fix the whole thing. Still looking for that. They couldn't accept Jesus, son of Joseph. Everybody knew him. They couldn't accept him. They couldn't accept the way or the plan that God had. Most of them could not accept that. They're still looking for this. And these guys, after three and a half years with him, are still thinking that way. And he's about to ascend upon high, and he's probably going, "Uh, Father, (laughs) it was probably another one of those, not my will, but yours be done, but I think I need another 40 days of these guys. And he's still saying that. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ and him say to me, why didn't you get it? Why, why didn't you understand what I had given you? Why did you just poke around and play around with that authority in my name that you had to operate in the earth just like me? Why? I don't want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and him ask me those questions. So I'm telling you today, I know I don't understand the authority that I have in the name of Jesus like I need to know it. And you'd take you'd be good to take heed to those words and spend more time developing it and exercising it. Every day Then he said, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, Kerrville, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So you know what he said, and here's the deal. You don't know, you don't need to know when I'm coming back to set it up because I'm coming back, but you don't need to know. Don't spend your days on planet earth trying to figure out when Jesus is coming back. Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. He said it's, it's reserved for the Father. So if he doesn't know, what the heck do you and I need to know anything about? Yes, he's coming back. Yes, have that expectation of him returning. It does something to the inside of you, to your heart. But do not spend your days wasting time trying to figure out when he's coming back. Spend your days understanding by faith in God the authority that you have in the name of Jesus and the promise of the Spirit. Those two things, that's four, those two things are key to your and I and my success. Can you say amen? Acts 2 and and, and verse 1, and the day of Pentecost had fully come, and they're all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them, 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. One sat on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's what he had promised, and that's what happened that day. And that, from that day on, the whole dispensation of the church age begun. Right there. Right there. That day is where it all happened, and it's still happening, and it's still going on. And If you've, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you were baptized, it was odd. And when I say it's odd, it's odd because you've never done it before. You had to believe that the words that weren't in English, if you speak English or you speak Spanish, or you speak some other language, if the words that you were speaking were not in your language, it's odd. Right? It's odd. I don't care who you are, it's odd. It was glorious, but it's odd. You think it was odd for these guys? You think that they kind of stepped away and said, oh, okay. That's what, that's what you were talking about. This is what we needed to have and, and be a part of us. That's what made the difference in you and us. Oh, okay. It was odd. And all through Jesus' ministry and, and the rest of the service, I'm just going to read out of John 14. I'm just going to read a number of verses of Scripture in John 14 about the person of the Holy Spirit. But all through Jesus' ministry, we read, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we read that everything He did, He prayed first. He, was, he would be with His disciples. Amazing things happen. They want, to go, they want more amazing things to go happen. And then, but He's over praying. Something else great happens, and, 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 I mean, and they're getting stirred up and because they're being moved by the miracles and the manifestations, and they're excited. And instead of going to the next miracle manifestations, he prays. And then sometimes they went places, and very few people were healed. Very, very limited amount of manifestation happened. Why? Because of the people's unbelief. With Jesus. When he was at the pool of Bethesda, you think there were more sick people, people that had been laying there for years and years waiting for the stirring of the water for them to jump in to get well? You think there were all kinds of people there? One man was healed. We're talking about Jesus. And why one man? Why just one man healed? Father said. What other father says, that's what goes. And the only way for you and I to know what Father says is to understand the promise of the Holy Spirit that begin on this day that is here for us today. So, in John 14, and I'm just going to start reading in verse 12, I've got about three things I want to say about how this applies to you and I today. Starting in verse 12, John 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, 
the works that I do, He will do also. And greater works than these He will do because I go to my Father. Now, we don't have time to stop and camp out on this, and so I'm just going to say this, and you can choose to believe it or not. But he was not just talking to the twelve. There were at least 70 others there, and more than likely another 150 there as he was saying this, but probably there was 500 there when he was saying this. When he was telling his disciples this, he was speaking to the masses. There are people that think, well, you know, these things were just for the 12, and then when they died out, all this stopped. Well, what about the other 500? He was lying to them? For everybody that was ever created, will ever live on planet Earth. For this dispensation of time, which is the church age, it's for all of us. So what did I tell you, what, what did God say through me at the beginning of the service? You don't know and understand the authority that you have in the name of Jesus like you need to know it. And when I read this, <laughs> the absolutes in these couple of verses right here are beyond the natural mind's thinking because your natural mind will come in with a second thought telling you, yeah, but not for this thing, or yeah, but not this, yeah, but not that. Those are lies. Because Jesus never didn't mean what he said because he can't lie. He, it's not that he could and just chooses not to. He can't. It's impossible for God to lie. And he said this, most assuredly I say to you, and you know what, you have to see it like, here's Jesus standing here today through me, and I'm telling you and reminding you of what he said. He was still with them for 35 days, continually reminding them of what he had said, and here he is today through me reminding you of what he told them in those three and a half years. And this is what he said. Most assuredly, I say to you at gates of the city, those of you who believe in me, the works I do, you will do also. Greater works than these you at gates will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask, whatever you ask, Whatever you ask, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And then he said it again in case they didn't hear him, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He's talking to gates of the city. You ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, I'm backing this up and saying this before I read the rest of this.
the thing that will keep you from asking in His name anything that He tells you you can have. But you've got to ask for it. You have to enforce it. We're here to enforce what He already says is so. We're not making up new things, and we're not asking for things He didn't tell us to ask for. You think Jesus had compassion on the rest of the people laying around the pool of Bethesda? Sure He did. Why only one? Daddy said. Father knows best. Some of you that are a little older, you'd think of a sitcom. But I'm talking about the Father. He knows best. And there's no reason to do anything that He doesn't tell you to do. But you've got to know how to know what Father's saying, or you're going to try to use the name of Jesus on things that don't work. Because he didn't say it. Father, that, that I never ask another thing that is not your will. Thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that I hear through him, your voice, to know what is your will in my life. To know what I'm to do every day in what I say, what I ask for, what I declare. And Father, I thank you. I, I, I heard the, the Holy Spirit through another person on some Christian station on the 4th of July, 2021 say something, and when they said that, God said something through that word that guy spoke to me, and what I have written in my notes is, that I speak over myself every day is, as of 7-4-2021, everything I speak comes to pass. Do I speak everything I need to speak? No, but it's making me aware to not speak anything that I don't need to speak. Everything I speak is coming to pass. Everything that I have spoken in the past, that I've made declaration over in the past, is coming to pass. But I'm talking about the things that line up with the Word of God. Amen? Why we don't ask? Well, why people don't have because they don't ask. James says, and they ask and receive not because they ask amiss. Why? Because they're not connected to the promise of the Holy Spirit that has come to tell us what's right about every situation. Holy Spirit knows everything about everything, and i got to get what I need to know in life from Him and Him alone. And I've got to believe in it. I've got to believe in the process. 
Next verse, he said, if you love, if, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Jesus being the first helper, now he's sending the Holy Spirit to them. That's what happened in the scripture that we read, Acts 2, 1 through 4. That was the promise. And they had to stay with what he told them to do. And he stayed with them until right before that happened. Well, days before that happened. He left them. But constantly reminding, go and tarry in the house. You stay there and you wait for it. Had they not done that, wouldn't have come. They had to do what he said. So they heard him with these ears because he was in their presence. But from that day forward, they begin to hear God because of the miracles and the manifestations that happened. They happened because they were listening to the voice of the Father through the person of the Holy Spirit. And he said, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. So the world, if you're not born again, you don't understand the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit's talked about, most people in the world make fun of it or whatever they do because they don't understand it. Right? So don't spend a lot of time trying to convince people about the Holy Spirit that don't understand who Jesus really is. And they've got to see it in the Word before they're going to ever actually receive it and accept it. So don't spend time trying to shove something down people's throat that they'll never get. And even people that are saved and born again and have been taught the wrong things about the person of the Holy Spirit, don't try to convince them that way either. You know what? You need to spend your days getting stronger in your ability to hear. I'm going to say it again. You need to spend your days and your time on you. Because if you spend your days and your time on you, then you're going to be good for other people. Because if you can hear, and then you become convinced in what you can do with His name, there's no end. I mean, could we make this place new and brand new and good? Could, could, could we make this place to where he wouldn't have to create a new one? I mean, we have his authority. We have everything from him. We have all that he says we can do and have. Uh, if we all got a, got a hold of this and we did something about it, he doesn't desire one person to perish but everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? He he wants us all to do it. So we could do it. If we'll believe in the authority that we have in His name, and we'll believe in the promise of the Spirit that manifested on the day of Pentecost that is ours to receive and to operate and live in and, and, and flow in now. We believe those two things, we can change this whole planet. And the hope of the planet is the church. It's not some government 
some politician or whatever else. Thank God for our politicians. Thank God for the governments and the things that are out there. I thank God for them because God is the one that sets one up and he brings one down. That's what the Bible says. I don't, I don't even totally understand that, but I just repeat what he says. And my part is to pray, to know the authority I have in the name, and to hear the voice of God. That's my part. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Let me finish this. <clears throat> I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me. And I in you. He is, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not uh, and, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you, that while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. What's he saying? <clears throat> it's not that deep. All he's really saying is people that are saved, that love him, that are doing what he said, that are accepting him, then, then he said, me and my father are going to make an abode, a home, a place inside of you. So then you can hear, we can hear him and we can do what he says for us to do. He's giving them the instructions for success. And he said, just do what I say. But to do what he said, you've got to know what he said. So you've got to spend time in understanding that. But then you've got to allow the person of the Holy Spirit to become a familiar voice that you hear all the time revealing truth to you so that you know it's true. Not just you heard something that I preached and you think it's true. It doesn't work when you just think it's true because if you just think it's true, then you think something else could be true. And what's that? Double-minded, unstable in all your ways, not able to receive anything from the Lord. Say, that's not me. That's not us. Because every day of our lives, through our daily routine, through the meditation of the Word, developing our ability to hear the voice of God. And, and I'll just say, say this. You're, you're making some major decision in your life or, or even decisions day to day. You're trying to make decisions day to day and you're not sure about it? Don't make the decision. Yeah, but you know, so-and-so has to... Okay. Talk to the hand. So-and-so's got to wait. What about waiting on God? Could He not show you in five minutes if you gave Him five minutes? Give you the answer that quick. 
I mean, you know, I'm telling you, it doesn't take praying for 19 days, you know, and laying on a bed of hot coals or whatever to try to get God to speak to you. It really doesn't take that. You just got to listen. So how do you listen? Before I finish this right here, I'm going to ask you this question. How do you listen? That's a question for you, not for you to answer it, but for you to think about. How do you listen? Most people kind of hear what's being said, but they're reloading to re-answer. So what they're thinking about is what they want to say instead of listening to what someone else is saying. Same way with the Holy Ghost. You've got to find some time where you can sit or you can drive or you can walk or you can wherever your time, place is. Just do whatever you got to do and shut up. That's just the way God talks to me. You know, when I'm trying to see something new, he'll just tell you, just shut up. If you'll just be quiet, I can get something over to you. Just listen to me. Shut everything else out. Throw your phone in that water glass over there. And let me talk to you. But it takes time. And if you won't do that, then you're not going to believe in the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. And you really won't spend a lot of time praying about things and declaring and making declaration over specific things because you don't really believe that's going to happen or come to pass. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Watch this. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you? As the world's peace or whatever they give you, there's always strings attached, not with him. Mm-mm. He, <clears throat> he said, um, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, as the Father gave me the commandment, so I do. Arise, and let us go from here, he said. But what he was saying to these guys is, four times in this passage right here, he's reminding them, I'm going away, and I'm coming back and I'm going to present myself to you, and you're going to know it when you see me. And this whole passage right here, when he said that four different times, it was about the, the 40 days. It was about <clears throat> them seeing him in the 40 days and him reminding him them of these things. And I really believe, this is you, you can take this or not, 
But I really believe that this passage right here, what John pinned here, after Jesus left, and all the manifestations begin to happen, in he, especially with he and Peter and, and, and others, I, believed, I believe he really remembered this because he remembered Jesus saying, you're going to remember when I come back. He wasn't talking about coming back like in the rapture of the church or however he eventually returns. He was talking about coming back and being with them for 40 days. He didn't talk about that, but that's what he's talking about here. And I believe they remembered this. And God's wanting you and I to remember everything that he says right here. And I'm going to go back to the 12th verse and remind you of what he said. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, you will do. Greater works than these will you do because I've gone to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, that the Father may be glorified. Everything Jesus did that produced, Father got the glory. Everything that happens in your my life, Father gets the glory. But we've got to day to day not forget the things that he said in his word. That's why you've got to keep the word before you day and night. Before your eyes, before your ears, in your heart. Keep it before you because these are the words of Jesus that, that he's reminding us of everything that's been said. I'm talking about from Genesis to Revelation. Those are the things that the Word of God has said. <clears throat> this book is the Word of God. There are some people that think that, you know, there are other things that you can read and other parts of books and things that were kept out of the Bible. Or, I mean, all kinds of stuff that you can read and say and do. People think that, you know. And then I'm not saying that there's not good church history writings. But this is the living Word of God that you and I need today in our life, and if it becomes real to us, then we operate in the name of Jesus like he did, and the works that we do will do like he did, and even greater works because he's at the Father, and we can do even more than what he did. He had a limited period of time. He had three and a half years. You and I have the rest of our lives, and we've got to believe in the promise of the Holy Spirit and our ability to hear his voice and do what he says to advance the kingdom. I'm telling you, he needs us. Whoo! Does he need us? Amen? He needs you and I like never before. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.